What's up, guys? In today's interview, I'm talking with my boy, Lewis Huckstep, who is a 23-year-old entrepreneur here from the Gold Coast, my hometown. This guy's already got three gyms. He owns three gyms in his age, which is really epic. So we had a really cool chat about all things business, personal related, how to just develop a winning mindset for success, how to not let defeats define you, plus so many other really awesome things. So grab your notepads and pen. You are in for a treat. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson. Each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. All right, so today's guest is a 23-year-old legend from the Gold Coast here who, when he finished school, he got into professional football, right? And you got dropped out of that where you left that because of just the amount of injuries and everything and you found network marketing at the age of 20 uh, which really started to get you into the business skills communication skills which was really really cool went on to get your first gym at a very young age and now 23 years old at 22 actually you had your three gyms at the age of 22 here in my hometown actually on the Gold Coast as well which is really really cool so please help me introduce the man, the myth, the legend, the guy I've been waiting so long to catch up for in person. Yes. Lewis Huxley. Man, thanks for having me. And honestly, man, yeah, piss pump it. It's been, I think we spoke, I think the first time, like maybe two or three years, like social media wise, and we yet to actually meet until 10 minutes ago. I know. So. It's because we both just live crazy lifestyles where I'm never here and you're always hustling and yeah. just chasing, making shit happen, which is just really, really cool. So, but it's been so epic because like I first found you actually years ago because like me doing what i'm doing how did you find me out i've never asked i'm how, not how you, how just social media and yeah. I, I honestly can't remember like yeah. i i have no idea sure. <laughs> but through social media and then I, I think it was when you were back in network marketing i was like yeah. oh there's another young guy doing network marketing because right. yeah, yeah. like because i'm always looking around at other you know who's the other young people that are killing it that we can like relate with collaborate with and that's when i came across you i'm like it's so freaking cool just seeing that's why I loved about you and when I said to you before, like you're not just wanting to create success or it's not just about making money. Like, And it's so clear if you follow this guy on uh, Instagram, social media, you're about making an impact and yeah. really about changing people's lives. So where, where did that kind of all start? What, what's that for you? Why do you want to make the impact? Um, I guess I never really set out to do it. So when um, your intro was 90% there, so I was when I was in uh, year, I was 18, I kind of pulled the pin on footy because I just got heaps of injuries. Um, and I I loved sort of health and fitness from the sport because sport kind of gave me an outlet because I was like a bit of a weird kid going up, um, like autistic and all that stuff. So um, sport gave me an outlet. And so I that gave me the, the passion for health and fitness and working on your health. So my life goal was to be a PT and a high school teacher. So my ambitions weren't that big back in the day. Um, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't really... I can't say I, I was born with a like burning desire to change the world, but for me, it's when I got introduced to like Tony Robbins and personal development, where like you kind of get opened up to a whole new world. It's like I know you you would have experienced it yourself. Like when you hear your first like personal development video, you do your first seminar or course, you're like, holy fuck, I haven't been told any of this shit at school. Yeah. So that's um, once I really got exposed to the personal development world when I was around sort of eighteen, um, when I first came down to um, get started in the fitness industry. That's what kind of like open my eyes like, holy shit there's there's more to to life than just doing that traditional go to work go to uni get a job so that's what kind of got me into it man like i just literally went down for work experience when i was 18 i worked for free for two and a half years mm. um and doing what uh uh 
well, it was actually her, it was it was technically Herbalife, but it was like with the way it was set up is like we had the gym where they would come down for the training, but then you kind of get them onto the Herbalife and the network marketing business model through yeah. that. So it was kind of like the gym tied in with Herbalife, tied in with network marketing. So that was um that was it. So literally just the first sort of two and a half years, I just like learned so much like sales, overcoming objection, anything's possible, personal development. Like that's what's kind of opened the doors for me. And once you kind of get a taste through it, like you obviously like want to do bigger. It's like when you make your first bit of money, you want to make more money because it's possible. So that's um that's how I kind of got started. It literally, I, d- I didn't like sit down when I was 17 or 18 and say, look, I'm going to go open gyms and be an entrepreneur. I didn't really even know the term of that back then, but just got started and made some money and made some helped a lot of people um a couple of people so far and yeah just kind of yeah just kept moving and moving from there so yeah that's that's how i got, i guess i got started got into it yeah so it all started with this self-development 18 who who got you into all that who, who introduced you to well, robbins my, i guess my uh is my business partner now but i guess my first mentor was scott and then um scott lewis who started plc and i came down i went down there for work experience and he just started sending me like youtube videos and i never mm. watched them at the start to be honest and then he'd say hey bro what'd you get out of this video so it made me have to go actually fucking watch it and see what i got out of it but um that's um tony robbins was number one but like he's to be like grand cardone gary v is obviously very big these days so just um but i would say tony robbins is it was kind of my first exposure to it and then he's kind of the one that I, I look up to the most but he's the one that sort of like gave me that light bulb i'm like holy shit like you don't have to be negative and you don't have to be stuck in your way type of thing so mm-hmm. tony was definitely my first exposure to it so how does the 20 year old open a gym like when i was 20 <laughs> Mate, it was it was not a good it was not a good scene. I um I've got this asked a fair few times like how do you um how did you do it so fast or how did you yeah. come up with the money and stuff like that. Like I got started early. I, I definitely think that's an advantage. Like if you start earlier, you finish earlier type of thing. So like I I like I went down when I was eighteen. For the first two and a half years, I didn't get paid a dollar. I worked for free, but I it was like classified work experience but i was pretty much running the whole gym um and um because i had done so much for that for that business that then the gym back then the owner of it scott he um he just offered me a really good opportunity to buy half it really really cheap like 30 grand for half the business um and he um i, I jumped on that and then a couple months later we said look he, he said let's use the revenue from that to open the second one so I, I did that four months into buying the first one and then probably Nine months later, an opportunity popped up to grab a third one um, on the Gold Coast, which is the one that I'm, I'm working on at the moment. So, yeah, it, literally, it was just from hard work. It's like kind of doing, doing an internship for a long period of time um, and an opportunity popped up and I, I just jumped on it. So, yeah, worked hard, really. That's kind, That's of, kind, sweet. Of, kind of the answer. And you're, you're pretty like you're big on social media in a way where you don't care what you say or do. Yeah. Where did that come from? Because like the huge thing with young people where they're, I think, the big thing stopping them from doing what they really want to do is the fear of what people are going to think or say, especially as an Aussie. Yeah. Man, I have this conversation all the time. I actually had it with my partner today where I'm actually moving house today. So I had this conversation because she um, she gets a lot of hate comments on, on her her Instagram and she asked why I don't get affected. I said, I just, my answer was, like, I just don't give a fuck about their opinion. I don't care what they think. So I guess a lot of it comes from uh, Gary Vee would be a big influence on that, really like consuming what he says and, and living it. But for anyone, I guess, who, who's still... Um, uh, dealing with that it's just you're never going to make anyone happy i use the shittest example i don't know who told me this but it's like if you cure cancer you've literally taken away thousands of people's jobs incomes and you've now affected thousands of people's family in a negative way you just cured cancer but you've just lost people's jobs and the example meaning you can never please anyone you can do the best thing or the worst thing ever someone's going to hate you like tony robbins gets death threats it's like for me, he's he's one of the most influential people on the planet. He's helped more people than 
maybe will ever and people want to kill him type of thing it's like you're never ever going to please everyone like you're going to please the right people at the right time just be who you are love who you are do what you love and the right people will follow you and enjoy it and you're going to get haters but and the way i look at it from gary v now anyways it's like once you understand the people that are hating on you giving you their negative opinion they're the people that are actually in the worst position they're they're the ones that are struggling the most because for you to be in such a shit place in your life where you have to go out and bring someone else down, they must be in a pretty dark place. So that that helps me out a lot. So Gary Vee's definitely helped me out a lot with that. But man, just do what you love. Like fuck it. Like you're gonna you're gonna die anyway. So who cares? So that's kind of my attitude. That's that's so great. And obviously having like the environment, um, you said with your first mentor, like I think that's such a huge thing. I talk about it all the time. Like you need a mentor, you need a vehicle, you need the right environment mm, to succeed right. at anything. And like and people question this still sometimes. And it's like, how did you, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can, but like, how did you learn? So, how did you learn to read a book? How did you learn English? Did, <laughs> yeah. you, did you figure it out on your own or did you have someone teach you, right? Man, I, I think um, it's something, I think you and me are actually quite similar on that basis. Like, I, I rat on about and rant on, I should say, about mentors, personal development, like getting help from others, not trying to be the man or the woman and try to figure it out yourself because it just takes you more time and energy and effort and resources where, like Tony Robbins says, model success, you shortcut your way there, turn decades into days. And a lot of it, I think, would come from sport, if I'm honest, like having to like, look, I, I want to get better. I want to win the game. Listen to the coach. The coach knows the answer type of things. But a lot of people that I've seen that who struggle with that, I think a lot of it comes down to them being like having their big ego or having their insecurities they're dealing with, thinking that like they're going to prove they're better for whatever reason. But a really powerful skill when you can really just learn to humble yourself and take direction from someone like uh, I know you, you do as well, but like we spend a lot of money on personal development, mentors, coaching, like I do Coo and Ray's um, program at the moment where you spend considerable amount of money on someone literally telling you what to do not in a way to control you but giving you the hacks giving you the tips giving you the things that are going to allow you to get what you're after so yeah for me it's uh it comes from sport but also just understanding that if you can just like lower your ego or your pride enough and get the answer you're going to save yourself so much fucking time so much energy so much money than trying to figure it out yourself so i'm a big fan and i think you are too of having like a mentor or someone to guide you anyways yeah it makes it just makes so much sense yeah it's like you you have what i want tell me how you did it and i'm gonna do it faster (laughs) it's like the shittest example i think of it's like you're doing a test and the teacher's standing right next to you giving you the answers you need to write it in the box and do the test, but they're giving you the answers. Why wouldn't you listen to them? Why yeah. wouldn't you say, like, because some people, I used to be that person too, be like, no, 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 I'll do it myself. I'll figure it out. And sometimes there's good times where you don't want to be reliant on anyone and you want to have the learning experience yourself. But fuck, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take the answers for the test of life and do it faster? So, yeah, yeah that's my belief anyways. Absolutely. So, we were just chatting before, like, obviously, when we're sitting here, it's 2020. Uh, we're in going through coronavirus right now. The best, huh? <laughs> Um, you know, talk to us a bit about, you know, you, anyone would think like, like, cause I've definitely gone through this when I'm, when I'm now I'm 26, when I was 24, 25, and I'm really crushing in my business. And I thought I'm like, hell yeah, like life's cruising. Like I'm, I'm killing it. And every single time that we think we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, the universe finds a way to kind of punch us in the face and teach us a lesson and not saying that you're, you're at that level or anything, yeah. but but, you know, you're 23, you've got three gyms, then you've been faced with all this kind of adversity. And talk to us about, like, how, how would, you know, a young person want to get into business or anything like that? They're going to be faced with challenges all the time. How, yeah. how can you kind of 
go through that and come out the other end. Yeah, well, first of all, if you don't like problems, don't get into business. That's yes. the first thing I'd say. <laughs> like, like, but business is a problems is the way of life. It's the way you learn. And like a, a quote that I heard from someone, it's like, after the fuck yeah, normally comes the old fuck. It's like, <laughs> you, you're going to have the fuck yeah moment, but just get ready for that next speed bump or slap in the face. And it's like, like I've done like doing really well, making some good money. And then I know something hits like coronavirus for me. I'm in the fitness industry. We got 16 hours notice from our prime minister and I had to shut the doors, mm. all three of them. Where I still had landlords, franchise fees, employees. Over, I had, I had a lot of overheads at that time. So, um, yeah, like it's um, for me to answer the question to, to help is don't look at problems as a negative thing. Problems are, are what you need. Like the biggest addiction, and as pe- people say, it's drugs or alcohol. The biggest addiction is problems because it gives you growth, and that's what we're cha- that's what we're cha- we're chasing. Because if you're not growing in your relationship, in your business, or your finances, then you're dying. Again, that's just a Tony quote. But he, um, if you're not if you're not facing if you don't have a problem right now in your life, I'll be more concerned for you because you're not doing anything, and that's probably your problem. Like you you need problems because they make you grow, they make you better, they make you step up as a leader, they make you become a better human man or woman, husband, wife, like that. So for me, like it's been, I, we said before we started this podcast, like, man, it's been a really incredible time because I've had to learn so much. I've had to yeah. learn how to negotiate with my landlords. I've learned so much about what I'm legally allowed to do from a tenant side of things. I've learned so much from like a legal and logistics side of my business from my numbers and what I legally can and can't do around like wages and stuff in these times. So for me, man, this, this is honestly, I had a really good chat with, with a friend of mine the other day about this. This has been probably the best thing that could happen to me because it woke me up and gave me the lesson I needed for me to scale more. So for me, um, to answer the question, um, if you, if you want to get into business or you're in business right now and you hate problems, you're not going to last because you got, you're, you're going to get them. The more success you chase, the more problems come your way. So for me, um, problems are fun. And if you can learn to look at it like that, be like, fuck yeah, another problem, another way to learn, another challenge to overcome versus like, oh, fuck, I got to do that. If I look at my phone right now, it's, I've got problems. I got. I got employees, I got landlords, I got, I got something going on. Um, if I don't, it just means you're not growing. You're not, you're, you're stagnant. You're not, you're not, you're not putting yourself out there. You're capable of more. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my answer to that is like problems are good. Like you just need yeah. to look at it a different way. That, that's my answer anyway. How, how do you maintain such focus and optimism through, you know, see if you pick up your phone, you got problems, right? Yep. We're sitting here, you're super chill. Yep. You don't look like you're stressed out. How do you, yep. how do you maintain that? Um, I guess emotional intelligence is really big. I really, <laughs> Um, credit Co and Ray for helping with this. So learn to manage your emotions, breathe, and like I'm, I'm not huge in meditation. I do do it here and there. I'm not sure if you do, but um, yeah, just learn to manage your emotions and learn to f- change the framework of it. Le- learn to breathe properly. That would be my main thing. You mentioned it, environment. If you hang around positive people, you're going to be positive yourself. If you hang around people that are freaking out that the world's fucking blowing up, you're going to feel and think the same way. But um, yeah, like I've got some incredible people around me. I condition myself every day through personal development podcasts like this one we're doing right now. And um, yeah, I, I guess the emotional intelligence that Kerwin Ray has really given me has changed the game for me. Just learning to breathe, de-stress, be neutral. Don't be, because like if, if you're too negative, if sorry, if you're, if you're too emotionally charged, either positive or negative, you miss one side of things. Because say you're really negative and freaking out, you're missing all the opportunities and all the positives. But if you're too positive and op- over missed, op- optimistic, sorry, and over the top, you're missing all the all the risk and all the downside. So you need to be able to see both. So to see both, you need to be neutral. You need to free yourself from all those emotions and be like, okay, this is this is the reality. What are our opportunities? What risks are there? What op- what what can I do? So if you can learn to really get, <clears throat> get more control of your emotions, breathe more, be more neutral, then 
it's not good or bad. It just is what it is and what can we do about it? That's kind of, if you can get to that place, which I used to not, like one, I would lose one client or like when I was in the Herbalife days, like yeah. in network marketing, one of your team members drops off who was like your main leg. I'm like, oh, fuck, like what am I going to do? I spent so much time. I mentored them. I'm like, fuck, I worked so hard. That used to be me. But it's like, okay, cool. What did I learn out of that first? Also, you get the lesson. Like Ray Dalio says, it's like, um, what is it? Failure plus um, reflection equals lesson or something like that. Something along those lines. Like as long as you're learning from your problems, then you can move forward. If you've been oblivious and got your head in the sand, then that's probably not, not a good suggestion. But um, yeah, like man, for me, problems are good and hang around positive people, work on your emotions yeah, and work on your own shit and then you can deal with it a lot better. That would be my suggestion. For anyway. That is so good. How how can you become more? Because I think you and I are kind of wired differently. Like I'm I'm pretty easy to like you tell me how to do something, and I just do it. I have no resistance to doing it, right? But it's sometimes so, like we have so many different upbringings and whatever, right? There's so yeah. many reasons for why the people are that they are. How how can someone who maybe is just so anxious about everything all the time, or they're one way or the other way, you're either they're so positive all the time, everything's always great, you know, those kinds of people. What are some steps to kind of bring it back to neutral and, and be more adaptable? Well, to just, I guess if I was just to steal off Kerwin and <clears throat> do what I do with it, it's um, first of all, breathe because it's whenever you're stressed, it's like you're tired, you're tense, you're like, you're not, you're not breathing. So first of all, just breathe. So this is, I guess, to give you the steps that he does that I do now. First of all, breathe and big like belly breath. So you breathe into your diaphragm. He does six seconds in, six, six seconds hold, six seconds out, six times over. So just really breathe it out. Get feel it go out and like intentionally do that as well. Um, first of all, um, step number one is um, you, you breathe and you then step number two is what's going on. So assess the situation from a neutral perspective. Then number two, change the perspective of it. Like instead of like a question I always ask, so say um, like I was having challenges with an employee, they were trying to sue me. So I mentioned that before we start. So instead of saying, fuck this person, that's their fault. What a dickhead, what a bitch, whatever. I'm like, okay, well, what has this taught me? How is this making me better? How is this improving my business? How am I going to be better from this in the future? So I've completely changed the frame of it. And my answer was, well, my my systems have become much more tighter. I've redone my contracts. So this shit doesn't happen again on bigger scale. I've learned more t- whatever about the accounting side of things. So I changed the perspective, then okay, cool. I've got lessons out of it so I can learn from it. And then number number four is what are you going to do about it? Because mm-hmm. it's the rule that I use anyways. 1% of your time goes on the problem, 99% goes on the solution. Because if you just freak out and cry and bitch and scream about a problem, it's not going to fix it. So there's a solution to every problem. So for me, breathe, become neutral, analyze the situation, change your perspective on it. So now it becomes a positive rather than a negative. And then Number four, what are you going to do about it? What's your what's your action item? What are you going to do? Do you need to hire someone? Do you need to post some content? Do you need to change business model? Do you need to, whatever the situation is, do you need to leave your boyfriend if that's, if that's the problem? So, um, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Because it's not about just being freaked out and, or sorry, it's not just being oblivious, breathing, being comfortable and neutral about everything and then not doing anything because then the same problem is going to pop up. So mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, cool. Let's take some action. But yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. That's, that's absolutely gold. <clears throat> What's um, so so you've been through a few things, right? So you you done football. Yep. Then you go into network marketing. Yep. Now you then you went personal training and now gym owner. Yep. So you, by the age of twenty three, so there's a few different. How did you maneuver through that? And you know, because in this day and age, right, young people, you know, they get on Instagram or they see booty pics on Instagram or they see the cars and all this shit and they want this life, but they necessarily they'll they'll go off their own values and yep. what they actually want to do to go and hustle yep. and get it yep. without having clarity around what should be their 
vehicle or yep. their journey. So how, what's your advice to someone on, on how to find the right thing for them? Well, it's got to, I think we mentioned it before, like a lot of my cliche answers that sound very similar to yours, actually, it's get a, <laughs> get a mentor, find someone like, yeah. and not to the point where I feel, and I'm very guilty of this is like, I'll find someone, they'll tell me what to do. And I'll think that's the only way that's the, that's the only way you can do that, but get the principles from it, learn from them, learn, like model them and learn what they would do. So say you want to own a gym, go find someone who owns a gym and not just anyone, find someone who owns 50 gyms. Like you said, you interviewed um, the owner of Snap Fitness. Yeah. Yeah, So like I would talk to him if, if Mm -hmm. I hadn't already got started now, I still probably should talk to him, but um, (laughs) it's um, like find someone who hasn't not just got the result it's like say you need to go get open heart surgery you don't go get talk to the doctor that graduated last week you do the guy who's done it ten thousand times and done it incredibly well and learn from that person or get it done from them so for me it would um, honestly find a mentor not someone who's just got little results like only just scraped by and got what you're after who's smashed what you're after plus more and learn from them and that's where it comes into like personal development doing some form of like um, mentorship or like a, a program or a course or a seminar. That's where that comes into it. But that's where some people don't want to invest money into that. They just kind of want everything for free. So um, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit for free like this podcast, yeah. but there's, um, but yeah, that's where you might need to look into like one of the most sort of like a big de- deciding factor for me actually, it was actually when I did Kerwin Ray because his program was $44,000 a year and I didn't have that type of money at the time I was making. I was, I was maybe pulling maybe 60 grand a year. I was just early days for me. I, I, was make, I wasn't that great of a business owner at that time. So that was a big amount. That's, that's two thirds of our inc- our revenue on, on a fucking coach. Like that never even crossed my mind yeah. at the time. But in hindsight, it's the best thing that's ever happened to us. If people see from a, a whole the, the franchise I'm with, I did the um, program with, um, with the guy who started Scott. And um, after four, three years, me and him side by side, there was one gym in Burley. Um, that's the one that I own now. Um, within, sorry, 12 months of doing Kerwin Ray's programming, there was 10. So he 10x the business in 12 months. After four years of doing this, it's kind of the rat wheel. Like mm-hmm. you work hard. It's like sort of spinning tires. It's like you're sprinting really around. Like you're just, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're paddling so hard, but you're going nowhere. Then you got the secrets, the, the help from a mentor. And they told you the basic stuff that we weren't doing. We, were, we weren't planning properly. We didn't have our goals correct. Um, we didn't have a good structure. We didn't, we weren't doing anything, to be honest. We we're just like two pumped up winging PTs, it. just winging it like <laughs> like we are on this podcast. <laughs> yes. But um, not, honestly, that, that's, um, that was our attitude. We were just fucking excited about helping people. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were doing Herbalife back at that time. Uh, we had big ambitions of making it to the top and making good money and changing the world, but we had no fucking clue how to get there. And your original question was how how would you get to that end goal? Or how would you get to that end point? Get someone who's already done it. Someone, yeah. if any, Honestly, think of the goal that you've got right now. Someone's already achieved it. Why don't you just save yourself years and decades of figuring out yourself? It's like don't reinvent the wheel. Someone's already done it. Yeah, unless you're like Elon Musk and trying to colonize Mars, then then you're you're just you're freaking nature. But um, yeah, man, it's the cliche answer I said it before. Get get someone who's done it for you, like. And I guess if I was to answer that a little bit more, don't feel like you have to do word for word what they do. Get the principle of what they what they do, then put your spin into it. Otherwise, you just kind of mock or be an amateur Gary V. And I'm guilty of that. I'll watch Gary V do something and I'll do the exact same thing and try to be the same as him. But yeah. it's like. It's not real. It's not genuine. It's not who I am. So um, that would be maybe a little tip I'd put on top of that. Yeah, that is the thing, you know, because that's exactly right. You see so many people out there being inauthentic. Like my huge thing and my mentor teach me all the time, like if we would have a conversation with David, his main thing he'll talk to you all day about is how to 
be your true authentic self relieve the masks and and all this and holy crap life gets incredible when you're not trying to be someone else for anybody else or when you're not trying to impress someone or achieve for you know somebody else when you're just showing up every single day doing what you love for you it's the most incredible thing ever um and it's it's so funny about that because yeah we see it all the time in network marketing right like people will come along and you know they see people like you know me or a team or whatever and they've they've done what they want to do and then they go and get advice from broke unhappy people yeah. who have never done it or yeah. maybe they did it for a week or two yeah and and it's like oh, it and, doesn't and, work it's a fucking oh, scam whatever yeah man like i if i had done that i remember i went home and i told my folks and my mom's yeah pretty- I'm, I'm curious from me because i've done network marketing for three years what was like like I, I started doing Herbalife and my parents like, oh, watch out for that. It's a scam and they'll send me the YouTube videos and all that stuff. Like, what was your experience with that? So, my first experience was with Vima. Yeah. Oh, they, oh I, I never did it. I never okay. did it. Yeah. I got introduced to it. Uh, a friend showed me it. I think I was maybe 18, 19. I was, uh, did I get shut down? Uh, I, I think there's a long story there. They they did get looked into because I, I, I'm not going to – like, I don't fully know, but from my understanding – they were had some misleading claims. Yeah, okay. But then right. when they got looked into, is it the FTC? Is that the name? Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. They looked into it and they actually fucked up. Okay, so the FTC. Yeah, okay. they 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 looked into it and they pretty much trashed it. Yeah. And they fucked up. Yeah. And then so unfortunately, it kind of screwed the company a bit. But you know, the it was a little bit you know, kind of cowboys yeah. amongst it anyway. But you know, it can the best and worst industry in the world. Yeah. You know, when, so, when done right, it's great. So, you went from I, Vima to- yeah, I first saw that and I just saw it's like, man, I drink energy drinks all the time. Yeah, perfect. This makes sense, you know? And I just saw it and, and I was just young and I'm like, this just makes sense. I can yeah. make money. Yeah. And then, and then, um, my, my mom's husband was like, oh, you know, that's a freaking scam and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I go, well, it doesn't look like a scam. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's, oh, I've done those before. Have you? Cause yeah. you're, and then it just made so much sense. I'm like, you're not someone like, I don't want to take business advice from you yeah. like at all, right? So then I just kind of put on the back burner. The main thing, I didn't jump into that because I just didn't trust the guy. I didn't really know him. Yeah, cool. So I was just like, it not really, my thing just kind of fizzled out. And then yep. sure enough, he stopped doing it a couple months yep. later, right? <laughs> As they do. As they do, yeah. And, you know, that if he had stayed at it, yeah. maybe he would have enrolled me. Yeah. And that would have been okay for him. But, well, man, honestly, credit to you sort of cut you off that yeah. conversation. But like, like. You, you, not, not that this is a sales pitch for, for to join your, your ISA business, but you've been speaking to me for years and like we've only just recently caught up. Like, yeah. like we, I could have like said, like, oh, fuck off, never talk to me again. Don't, don't pitch me your isogenics. But like you've just stayed in contact. You've just like been a friend of Because it. that, and that's how I do, and that's how, you know, but it's not even, you know, and this is just to work through David. I'm yeah. just me authentically. And yeah. like, you know, I've, I've obviously, showed a lot of people because to have success i've had i've had talked to a lot of people yeah um and there's some people i don't talk to anymore because it, it just kind of fizzles out but the reason i keep relationship with you is because business aside i think we're really we're very much the same just young people wanting yeah. to help people create success just in a go. one way or another so that's why i respect you and like you i appreciate that man. um and so i you know where isogenics came up reese this was literally what it was he was doing way better than me yeah he had properties. He was pretty successful. He was already in franchising. He experienced it. And he just yeah. said, dude, you're always broke. Yeah. Uh, I was an apprentice carpenter. He's like, dude, just come and check this out with me. And I'm like, whatever you're doing, I mean, yeah. the trust was there. Yeah, cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. Products made sense. Money back guarantee. Nothing to lose. Let's, let's give it a go. I came home and 
my mum's pretty uh, you know I've always come home with some wild ideas like I came yeah. home with a tattoo at 17 brilliant nice with, love a, that. with a fake ID right <laughs> she, I crossed my chest not a small one like <laughs> she, I said mum I did it and she's just like you're that. an idiot right so yeah. so she, she's used to some shit like this before right and she um she was just like oh okay Morgan but I had you know mum's husband again right yeah. telling me oh those scam blah 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 not gonna work but it was his friend he was in Forex and he was one of the first people oh, I spoke okay. to. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oi, man, you, you know, yeah. you want to make money? Check out what I'm doing. Yeah. And he literally said to me this. He's like, no one succeeds in those things. No, it has a 99.9% failure rate. Yeah. And you're going to end up with no friends. Good luck with life. What a, what like, a story. I'm, I'm wow. not even kidding you. Um, I wow. tried to dig out the text message the other day. But yeah. it, I, um, and, and I was just like. What kept you in? What, why didn't you listen to him? Because I evaluated his life. He yeah. was like, it's stereotypical shit. Yeah. He was living on his parents' couch in their basement. Brilliant. Yeah. Refusing to work, yeah. just trading, trading Forex, trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. So, it just made so much sense. I'm like, I, I just, you, sometimes you just need to look at the facts yeah. and not let people's shit throw you off and yeah. tell you. He was saying this. He didn't have the life I wanted. Meanwhile, Reese Jackson, other people are saying, this is what I've done. You can do it too. Yeah. It's the environment, the coaching, mentorship, everything we've been talking about, right? And you know, and then, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was so shit, right? I was so shit. I didn't like we are at anything when we first start. And um, it took me, I think I made like two grand my first year. Matt. But that's, I just, that's cool. I just stuck, stuck it out. And I it think took, it took me six months to get my first client. And I made, <laughs> I, it was, the product was $50. So I made like 20 bucks. So yeah, yeah right. That's cool. Everything starts slow. And like, that's the thing. I think this day and age, like people give up too early. Yeah. And I don't understand how. It's like, what are you going to give up? What are you, what are you going back to? I think a lot of that. For, uh, I know we're just kind of just completely winging this whole p- thing, p- pitching and catching here. Literally but, just ma- uh, catching up. No, it's just, a, <laughs> just a chat. But no, like I think I think a lot of that. And I, I listen to a lot of um. Uh, this is a lot of Kerwin stuff. But like I, I do think a lot of people live in that sort of like microwave mindset. Like everything happens straight away. Yeah. Like two minute noodles type of thing. Like they, everything happens straight away. Like if you look at anyone, like because and this is where you got to kind of learn to look past social media because you'll see some who bought 10,000 followers and has a photo of their dad's car on there or something and you think they're killing it. So, the key is once you can really look through the bullshit and figure out, okay, this person's actually doing really well, I can guarantee you can't find a single one of those people who have done, who are in like the 0.00001% of people like your Gary V's, Tony Robbins, Richard Branson, like you name any of the big, big names, none of them had it fucking easy. Like the, when I said had it easy, none of them had it overnight. They were, mm. they bust, like Tony's been doing it for 50 years, no, sorry, 47 years or something. Like, yeah. Like how the, like how, that's how that's how you get the best. Look at sports. I'm a big sports fan. It's like the best of the best. They master their craft for 20, 30 years. That's why you know who they are. Like Michael Jordan wasn't playing thirty sports. He didn't go from basketball to tennis to badminton to bowling. Like he was. Yeah. For, as far as I know, he probably dabbled in a couple of things, but majority of his whole life he was obsessed about basketball. Have you watched that thing on Netflix recently with him? Which one? It's like uh, the Last Dance or something like that. So I, I Doco, don't watch it, Netflix. Oh, I just watched the sports <laughs> shit. Like the doco with yeah. him. Fucking incredible. But, I should do. Yeah. Biographies are great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a biography version of it. But yeah, like you look at anyone who is like the most successful person in their in their field, like none of them did it for fucking two months and yeah. gave up. So yeah, anyways, I don't know where that was going, but yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> you know, it's like um, fo- the focus stands for follow one course until successful. That's good. I actually haven't heard that. Right. I haven't heard that. That's and uh, just made up just then. I'll quote it. What I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I definitely took that from somewhere. Um, you know, but that... I see that a lot in our generation because we've, especially the new one, Gen, the Gen X, right? Because I can say, 
hey siri do this i can say i wake Man. up every day by saying hey google like you know yeah. like you know I, I talk to google every day and she, she'll remind me and you know because we want things instantly we want yeah. things like that but when it comes to business and success especially your like your passion your dream life yeah it's a, it's not a microwave. It's a slow cooker. And it's like you can use any industry, and the people that like like Bitcoin and forex, I've, I've yeah. got friends that do that as well. It's like they 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 market you the quick success, the the overnight money, the overnight billionaire story, and it's like all of that is bullshit. Like even if you can, like even if you can make a quick dollar, there's things out there. Like when Bitcoin came out, people were making some good money overnight type yeah. of thing, but none of that is sustainable. It's not if it's not sustainable it's not real like any, you can't like, do it again yeah it's, it's, it's not luck. a system it's not it's not yeah it's not it's not real so um yeah it's i i think like you said like the social media technology it's just it's programming people to want shit straight away yeah. but like real genuine success in any field sports business relationships like you don't have a good relationship by being taking your partner on one fucking date <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it over yeah. and over again you gotta be yeah. you can't just be nice to her once a month like it, it's yeah. not gonna work like that it, it you've got to have any form of success it takes dedication so that's why really spend the time i would i would encourage anyone if you haven't really figured out what they love is figure out what you love first before jumping into it and definitely don't start with money in the back of your mind don't mm. don't don't ask yourself how do i make the most amount of money money's a part of it but i would suggest i would encourage please figure out what you love first and learn how to monetize that it's like something i love about network marketing it's so flexible like yeah. whether you're huge health and fitness fan like obviously in the industry you're the company with particularly you might want to be somewhat conscious of your health but you don't have to be a personal trainer to be successful at I'm a carpenter. there you go carpenter yeah. it's like as long as you value your health in some way shape and form you can do really well at network marketing it's like that's um that's a big fan of that but yeah i would highly suggest is yeah don't, don't go go into your sort of finding your dream with the question of how do i make money yeah. it's like what do i love what inspires me what gives me energy what what could i do for a long period of time because it's going to take you a long period of time then how do i make money doing that and something like network marketing comes to mind because it's so fucking flexible that's yeah. why i'm a big fan of it so. yeah it's just about marrying up the vehicle yeah. like that's that's the thing right environment get your environment you get around the right people you work on you that's why i love self-development you gotta work on you and then it's just marrying up the right vehicle but you'll find the right vehicle by being around the right people like you said before but what i love what you just said it's like like imagine if if people treated their girlfriends, husbands, yeah. or whatever like they did. Some people treat their business; yeah. they would be fucking single, be right? Fucked. It's yeah, like if you fucked. only yeah. if you only gave her attention on the days you felt like it, yeah, you'd be single, bro. <laughs> yeah. But that's right? the reality of majority of people, yeah. and it's not even if you look across all the industries, sports, business, relationships, success rates low. Yeah. If you look at like who makes it in, I, I, I'm a rugby league player. Is that what you play? What do I you played say? rugby. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you, I just know the numbers are fat roughly, but I know it's like less than one percent make it. So mm-hmm. if you're under tens right now playing footy and you want to do it as a career, there's a less than one percent chance you're going to make it. But that's the same in business. Over ten years, three percent make it, and three mm-hmm. percent doesn't mean you've got any money. You've just haven't given up yet. So that's yeah, um, yeah. So it's not like if you just look at successful people across the board or all the areas, it's not like. To be successful, it's not by luck. You've got to fucking put in the work. Yeah. And that's why, again, I'll start with figuring out what you love so you can get past the, the exactly. hard days, which we all have to get. Exactly right. Because if you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to do it. And that's the thing. Like, and, you know, because I'm just used to talking with the network marketing because sometimes, like what Mitch said to me in the beginning, yep. 99% for failure rate. I'm yep. like, well, that's, you know, you're looking at that wrong. That's 99% of people didn't do what the 1% did. 100%. And, you know, there's ways to look at it. It's like you can either think this is going to be a lottery ticket with anything and if that's your mindset then you're not going to win yeah you're not going to succeed 
And if you're doing something that you don't love and you're only chasing the money, then there's no fulfillment there and you're not going to want to do it on the days where it's not. But when you're doing something that you just truly freaking love, like I bet you're at the gym every day. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, depending. Yeah, right. If I, if I right. feel like going in. Yeah, yeah. You're right. But it's 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 something that you're actually like passionate about and wanting to do because even on the days where it's like not easy or it's not fun, it's not sexy, yeah. it doesn't matter because it's, it's that enjoyment. Yeah. And if you can learn to even like um, change the perspective, like I kind of mentioned with problems, like even the bad days. And when I say bad days, just the harder days, like the, I know, the more, the, pro- the problems you have to deal with that you haven't dealt with before. If you can look at them as more excitement, that's why I mentioned before, mm-hmm. like it, um, you can even learn to enjoy, enjoy the shitter days when it's not about like yeah. making sales and just kicking back with your mates and stuff. Like you can learn to enjoy those ones. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I ever go with the conversations. I just kind of like, yeah, no, I love it. Then what are you, what are you, what are you curious about right now? Man, I'm curious to be honest, and this is a chat I had. This might go a little bit deep, to be honest, but um, I'm really curious about what the co- economy is going to be look like at the end of this COVID, because a lot of people, and I, I'm not sure what you, how much you've looked into it, but like people, a lot of people right now, they're really scared of the virus, and not so much. I would say they're kind of starting to ease up a little bit, mm. like the health concern about yeah. it. Like that's been for the last, that's what month. That's so, why everybody bought toilet paper yeah, to make like, sure they're, they're healthy. Yeah, for, yeah, <laughs> to eat it. Um, so, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so. Like the virus has kind of been in the spotlight, but I'm really curious of the ramifications of the economy at scale, what's happening next, like the trade war between China mm-hmm. and, and Trump. And I, and I know there's theories and fucking like tinfoil wearing, tinfoil yeah. hat wearing people, like conspiracy <laughs> and all that stuff around that. But I'm really curious and the people that I've been listening to, the people that are sort of in that industry, in that area, like what's coming next? Like a lot of people saying the recession's on its way, like the COVID is kind of the first step to that so i'm really curious because we haven't had one in 10 years and mm. i know you'd, you'd know the basics of that it's like we've had the last 10 years has been the best 10 years of of economic growth success like you've you've had nothing but upside so honestly and sorry to beat anyone down but if you couldn't make money in the last 10 years you're fucked type of thing like yeah. you, like it's if you couldn't do well uh, and again I, i'll say that a bit lighter like if you if you weren't willing to have a crack in the last sort of 10 years and do well and learning and grow like you're like you're, you're about to go through from my understanding anyways we're about to go through a really tough period like the covid is one thing the recession and the, it's like all this money all the government's giving out what are they going to do about that like that's just put more debt on the government and they need to get that back somehow. And like, what's the, cause this has changed the shape of like some industries. Like a lot of people are going to go online now, which, and for some people, they're going to automate a lot of, um, sorry, um, they're going to uh, automate is what I was looking for. Like where you won't need particular staff members and team members. A lot of people yeah. won't get their job back. Like a lot of businesses have shut down already. So I'm really curious what's next. Like COVID is one thing, the virus itself, like we got isolation done we're pretty much on the way out of that now what's after that like what's really going to happen when the economy gets fucking hard that's what i'm curious on and who's going to step up during that time so i'm curious on that i'm just saying i'm so, sitting back kind of twiddling my thumbs and because there's always when others like warren buffett says when people are fearful look for opportunity yeah. and what's know, the quote i keep going off sorry it's like when the markets calm um be calm or something oh, so it's like when everyone's being greedy, be calm. Be, but when everyone's be being fearful, fe- uh, fearful be greedy or something like that. It's yeah. When everyone's life. being greedy, be fearful. Yeah. And when everyone's fearful, be greedy. That's the one. I fuck was trying to remember that the other day. Thank you. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what like, and I don't like the word greed, but I'm like an opportunist. Yeah. I'm yep. just, and I think, you know, in, in our industry as well, helping people make money and helping people be healthy. And yep. it's like, and, and like the industry itself is seeing like a 70% increase from Brilliant. January. Brilliant. Because people are starting to figure out, I need another income stream. I just lost or, my job. Right? Or yeah. 
oh, yeah, I just lost my job. I thought I had a secure income. They yeah. won't get rid of me. I'm the, I'm the best salesperson no. there. Right? It's like, you know, what? well, there's so many things that are outside of our control in such an uncertain world. And, and I think it's, it's bad to be naive and not want multiple income streams. 100%. Yeah. Young people, what what should young people, what should just people in general be focusing on right now? I think people will be, should be, what should they be focused on? I think they should be focused on figuring out what they fucking love. What it, what lights them on fire? Do like, but, and that goes from like Baskin Robbins, like for some people try one flavor and that's them for the rest of their life. But it's like, and you say it's your favorite. It's like, how do you say that's your favorite? <laughs> there's fucking 60 other flavors. Try them other, try the other ones. So you might've been lucky and like, for me, I would say there's a bit of grace and luck with me. I, what I got into was close enough to my passion. Cause I would say my passion is more so like around the mental health and like the sort of mindset side of things rather than personal training um and yeah so what i would suggest for suggest sorry for the young people figure out what you truly love like what puts you on fire and then find some way a vehicle i know you've mentioned that a couple of times what's your vehicle to achieve that because i would say personal training one-on-one not the right fucking vehicle too much Mm -hmm. time no residual income no you can't set yourself up it's fucked i wouldn't be i wouldn't do that so thank you so that's um that would be step number one would be figure out what you love and take the time if you need to go meditate on a hill underneath a tree if you need to do that if you need to travel if you need to spend some time with yourself if you need to listen to a book or two like really figure out what you love because if you can't look yourself dead in the eye in the mirror and say i fucking know what i love and I, i'm i'm doing what i love then you're gonna have a challenge so that would be number one number two figure out what is my vehicle like what am i how am i gonna monetize or how am i going to create this in reality what's what does that actually look like you might say you know what i want to help people become confident and love themselves or something along the lines of that okay cool well how are you going to do that because some vehicles give you more opportunities than other like the vehicle of network marketing is fucking so powerful it's so i can do so much for you so that would be a great vehicle and then you can just again put your spin on top of that um so yeah number one is figure out what you love number two find a vehicle number three Find a mentor who has already got incredible results and go learn from them. And whether and majority of the people that are kicking ass, they've got books and podcasts mm-hmm. and YouTube videos. Like it's not that fucking hard. Just Google them. So um, and then number four, work your fucking ass off. <laughs> That's from what we spoke about before. It's gonna take time. You're gonna fuck up. You're gonna fail. But if you can learn to, like I mentioned before, change your perspective on failing and look at failing as an opportunity to learn, you're gonna enjoy it a hell of a lot more. So that would be my kind of four steps for people. Dude, that was absolute fire. Where where can people find you on social media? Me, me, where is my most popular? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I should know this one for now. I'm, I'm mainly on Instagram. I've got it into TikTok. I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I've committed to it, but I've dabbled in it. I've got, not around it. Not, not, isolation okay. is getting too Yeah, I'm, I've, had, I've actually, honestly, because of isolation. But um, Instagram, Lewis Huckstep is my main one. Um, I do podcasts as well. Um, but yeah, if you just, what's your podcast channel? It's called The Lewis Huckstep Experience. Very original. I stole off Joe Rogan. So, um, yeah, again, I modeled someone. I got yeah. someone. Literally, there's an example. That's exactly. I found, I modeled someone who had the same stuff. So, um, yeah, man, guys, if you use um, Instagram, Lewis Huckstep, send me a message, say hello. I'd love to get back to you. But um, that, that would be my main platform, my man. I love it. All right. And to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self mm. and give yourself 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Now, before I start my 30-second timer, I don't. I know a lot of people say the cliche, oh, I wouldn't say anything because everything's meant to happen for a reason. So, I'm going to disclaim that. If I had to answer that question, the advice I would give an 18-year-old me would be 
pretty much go harder faster, like have more of a crack because you've got time when you're young, even if you fuck it up, which I haven't to a big degree just yet. Um, you've got time to recover and you've got time to do it more um, and invest in yourself earlier because it took me a couple of years to really dive into the personal development. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.